time for the most action-packed podcast in the pro wrestling world. It's time for the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. We bring you the latest and greatest in professional wrestling from the WWE and AEW to the excitement of the independent scene. You get it all here in one place. The Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Rob T and K-Bay Chris. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast proudly brings to you its NLW podcasting champions of the world. I am Rob T and my partner. Give it to me one time. Mm, I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> Feeling it now. I'm not kayfabe Chris today. <laughs> Who are I'm you today? I'm geriatric, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh. you, you totally took the wind out of my sails on my intro there. <laughs> I did. It's, it's like getting that erection. And <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter, kayfabe Chris? What's going on? Why are you feeling so down? I'm feeling old, brother. Well, you are now, what is it, 62? Uh, 42 <laughs> sir i have yet to get my aarp letter yet that's right happy belated birthday i did wish <laughs> you happy birthday yesterday though but yes yes you did you did and did you like and the little a very provocative picture <laughs> along with that greeting sir that was supposed to be just for your eyes i thought that was your beard until i zoomed out <laughs> how did you like the picture that i put up on the page that was nice yeah, look sexy in that ring. I wanted to, I wanted to make you look like you were standing in the ring. I think I did a pretty good job. He did. Look sexy. That was, that was cool. Anyway, but yes, happy happy birthday to you. I hope it was thank a good you, one. Thank you, thank you. Yes, sir. So, but anyway, hey man, I want to get into this because I've been just chomping at the bit all week, and I know you have to to talk about our topic today. So, ladies and gentlemen, today we are going to talk about the Royal Rumble that took place almost a week ago uh, tomorrow. Um, I say tomorrow because of when I'll release the podcast. Yeah, that's true. That's true. yeah. Uh, but it would have been a week ago tomorrow or this coming Saturday. And first and foremost, I want to say before we dive into it, we've been preaching this from day one, and we saw the most beautiful example of it at the Royal Rumble: storytelling, storytelling, mother effing storytelling. Am I right, Chris? For real. I'm telling you that the Royal Rumble had its high spots. We're going to get into all the details of it, okay? Had its high spots, had its low spots. Had its collision of high spots. Had its, exactly. <laughs> but what is the one thing that everybody is talking about, even as far as the latter part of this week? Everybody is talking about what? The ending. Not even the match, per se, but what happened at the end of the match. Why? Because of awesome storytelling oh okay okay okay. i thought you were talking about hardy's performance in the ring <laughs> no that was the low point i was talking about ah, yes. <laughs> but everybody's talking about it it's all over social media i'm talking now people are, are, are kind of going back and forth about what should the main event at mania be should it be cody and 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 roman reigns or should it be sammy and roman reigns and i mean it's just all over the place but Brother man, storytelling, 
storytelling, storytelling 101 yes and and this was just the most uh, i gotta be honest man we've been wrestling fans for years you and i and i gotta tell you i cannot remember a more compelling storyline than what we're seeing right now with with the bloodline i think the closest thing we ever got to that was probably the katie vick story <laughs> yeah yeah they're one and the same chris they're one and the same uh, they are, if you look at the parallel lineage of it yeah it's, it's perfect um and i'm talking about i'm, I'm going back to the to, to the old days you know storytelling of freaking the the Freebirds and the von Erics and that i don't think i've seen anything more compelling more just grabbing you i don't remember ever being as invested in some characters as i am right now right. bro you're talking to somebody who when roman reigns was first coming up i was a huge roman reigns fan you know, I was a mark for Roman Reigns. I really did like him, loved his look, loved the way he came across uh, in the ring. I, I really was a big Roman Reigns fan. I didn't think there was anything at all that could make me, quote unquote, hate him. And I say that because, of course, K we're talking kayfabe here um, right. because I am a Roman Reigns fan. Right. But I'm talking kayfabe. I didn't think there was anything he could do to make me hate him. And after Rumble, I hated him. Oh my God! The, the San Antonio crowd hated him. Yes, yes. Storytelling, Chris. I got to. I know. I know. We're gonna dive into it, and we're gonna start from the beginning. But I can't help it, man. I need to dive into this part of it and hear your take on on the story. Like, like, how did it get to you, man? I mean, we were watching it together. I know, but right. But I really want to hear just kind of how it hit you. You know what I'm saying? Well, it was. It was almost like a culmination of a season of a, a really good television show. Mm. You know, like you're you're seeing all the little things that went in earlier in the season play into the finality of it all. Right, right. You know, and then and, and actually, I just watched that last night. I had my wife watch. I said, "You got to watch this match. You've got to watch the, the 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 end of it. Basically, right. the, the the end of the show. Right. And to her as well. It's like you know, she was like." Oh, we'll get into it, but there are parts where she's like, oh, my God, like, oh, oh, like. Right, right. So. And and I agree with you. I mean, one of the things that one of my childhood memories that I'll always have is uh, there was a couple of years that I was going to grade school uh, in Uvalde. Um, everybody knows that's that's where I grew up. That's where I'm from. And um, I believe the first time was when I was in. Oh man, it might have it might have been as young as like second grade or first grade, somewhere around there. And I'm talking about when I was in seventh grade. Um, so I was going to school in Uvalde, and I do remember there were days when I would, you know, I would be sick and I wouldn't go to school. On those days, uh, my grandmother would take care of me, and I would watch her soap operas with her. Okay, mm -hmm. and this is no joke at all i am being totally just this is a shoot right here okay i got so into her her historias her these weren't and, the, and these weren't the spanish ones either these were the english soap operas right this one was days of our lives mm. i got so into it bro that there were days i faked being sick just because i needed to see what happened next and this is of course before the days of 
DVRing and all that stuff, right? Yeah. So I literally would fake being sick just so that I could stay home so I could see what happened next, mm. right? That's how much the the story grabbed me at, at seventh grade, however old you are when you go to seventh grade. Um, and here we are now. This is the kind of story that we're talking about with what's going on in, in the bloodline and right. Sami Zayn. And, and I am now just like, Bro, we watched we watched uh, Raw this past week, and I was pissed off because they didn't show anything. Like I knew in my heart of hearts, they probably weren't going to say anything until SmackDown because that's the show that these guys are on. Right, right. But I thought maybe, just maybe, because Kevin Owens is technically on Raw, maybe there'll be something there. Maybe they'll say something. And all they did was recap, it. and I was so pissed off because I'm I want to see what's going to happen. I'm chomping yeah. at the bit for this story, bro. It was mwah, Chef's kiss of storytelling in Royal Rumble. I mean, it was amazing. And I know we'll dive into it more uh, here in a little bit, but I just had to get that out there and start the conversation off of that because it was effing amazing. It was. It was very amazing. Yeah. But let, let's go ahead and start from the beginning, which I think you and I were both pretty shocked at what they decided to start with. Uh, but yeah. before we get into that, I do got to say this. You did come over to my house and, and watch yes. it with us. How are them sliders, huh? <laughs> oh, they were good. A big shout out to your wife for those sliders. Um, they are very delicious. I tore out those meatball ones. Yeah. You know me, I like balls in my mouth. So <laughs> um, those were delicious. Yeah. So, and just the energy during the entire show was, yeah. was awesome, you know? It was. Um, with everybody there. So, yeah, thank you for hosting it, by the way. Of course, of course. But yeah, let's get into it, man. So we start off with the most unexpected thing, and that is. Uh, we start off well. We start off with Pat McAfee returning. Well, yes, and commenting, bro. Did you? I, I was so shocked when I find out that nobody knew. Nobody knew. Like, yeah, it was the the the, re, the reaction from Corey Graves and Michael Cole were genuine reactions. Exactly. Exactly. Not aware of his return. Exactly. That was so, that was so awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, that was very nice. Um, but yes, we did start off with the men's 30, 30 man Royal Rumble. You know, um, which surprises because I mean. The Royal Rumble is the Royal Rumble because of that particular match. Exactly. Exactly. You know? So for that to be the very first match, which in hindsight kind of makes sense, uh, the way they did the women's later on and everything. And obviously the main event, that was a hell of a way to end the in the pay-per-view, basically. Right. Right. So, uh, but yes, we start out with the men's Royal Rumble. Now here so, I have listed. So would you say sorry, I was gonna say, so would you say to, they started out with in bully bully ray's uh words they started out with detroit rock city i like to think they put them on the crew and started out with ring of fire <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go i'll take so, it <laughs> yeah. uh, but i have listed all the participants in order of their entry as well okay. as who they are limited by eliminated by so i'm Damn. gonna go through all of them but like yeah I, you know how i do it i know how you do i know how you do so um but the match itself we gotta say start off with the intercontinental champion gunther yes so and we'll go i'll give my takes on gunther at the end of this uh, recap here right um but gunther and sheamus are the first two men that come into the ring so there's already history there we know these guys can can fight they like to beat each other up. Right. Great, great entrance. Then we go with the Miz. Miz comes in, does Miz stuff, you know. Uh, he does his Miz first, thing. Does his <laughs> Miz thing. Yeah. Uh, and gets eliminated pretty quickly. Like he's, he does. he's the first one eliminated in the match. He does. Um, then we have Kofi Kingston. Hey, let's not forget when he gets eliminated, 
here here at the house, we had a couple of people in our audience there that were actually upset that Miz got eliminated. Yeah, they were, they were <laughs> upset. They were upset about Miz getting eliminated, but in reality, I mean, he wasn't going to do much. No, nah, he wasn't. He you wasn't. Know? So uh, Kofi Kingston comes in, one half of uh, the New Day, followed by Johnny Wrestling himself, Johnny Gargano, and then the other half of the New Day, Mr. Xavier Woods, uh, Paige's co-star in that movie they did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, then we get Karrion and Cross, which I was a little disappointed with his performance in the Rumble. To be same, honest, same. I'm disappointed in his character direction right now, but that's on a different topic. Yeah. Um, then we get uh, one half of Alpha Academy, Chad Gable. Uh, Drew McIntyre comes in. Santos Escobar, which I think probably could find someone better than Santos Escobar to fill in the spot, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, then one half of the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins comes in, which Dawkins and um, Ford were sporting San Antonio Spurs-inspired gear that night. They were, so. they were. Keep it with then their have, theme. That's the theme right. they usually have whenever they're in town. Right, whatever sports city they're in. Yeah. Uh, then we had Brock Lesnar come in, the beast yep. himself. Yep. Followed by his current storyline feud, Bobby Lashley. Right. And then the architect himself, Seth freaking Rollins, comes in. Sporting some new gear, thankfully. He's not wearing that glamour shot eight, you know. <laughs> yearbook picture shit that they do um then we have baron corbin uh, i'm sorry baron corbin came in for seth rollins uh then we have the other half of alpha academy otis so are, we, are you gonna re- are you gonna go through everybody first before you start talking about eliminations yeah. and whatnot okay go ahead yeah um now what's interesting here the, the next participant number 17 was supposed to be ray mysterio right who never came to the ring but, and I called this. You did. <laughs> I you called did. what was going to happen. Dominic Mysterio comes in afterwards wearing Rey Mysterio's mask. So we're given the assumption that Dominic has something to do with Rey not making it to the ring for his spot. Right. Um, and it, the funny thing about that was the fact that Dominic's trying to rip apart the mask and he can't. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, that was funny. Um, then we get uh, Ezekiel's older brother, Elias. Comes in, which again, that's another one that I'm a little disappointed with their direction. Right. Now, the thing about Elias, when he came in, he did a couple of, uh, you know, t- attacks on some uh, some stars in there, but then he took his guitar to the back of Gunther. Yeah. Which later on in the match, you will see the effects of that guitar right. on his back. Then we have uh, Finn Balor. And here's a surprise one because there was so much talked from him and our media of the fact that he wasn't given an invitation to be in the rumble right he was in fact on the kickoff show so we were on the assumption he wasn't going to be in the rumble but mr booker t himself yes uh texas native with in the ring and he looked pretty good you he know did. he did he did his spots he did his book in his scissor kicks he does the spinner rooney yeah and that's all she wrote yep i played all the hits <laughs> yeah i played all the hits basically then we get um the godson of scott hall Razor ramon mr damian priest yeah, I call him that. He was still sporting. He he's a big fan of, of of Scott Hall. So you could tell by the gear, exactly the drip yeah. on the on the tights and everything. Then we get the other half of of uh, Street Profits, Montez Ford, who again was another quick elimination as well. Yeah, in that match. Then of course we get what we all expected: the return of Edge. Right. 
who does some spots, quickly eliminates Priest and Balor, obviously, and then uh, runs him up the ring where we have Rhea Ripley come out mm-hmm. to attack Edge, but then she gets speared in the entranceway by Beth Phoenix. So then we also have Austin Theory, Omos, Braun Strowman, then uh, Ricochet, another big surprise, Logan Paul yeah, came out as number 29. And then, of course, number 30, which we all knew was coming back, um, almost assuming he was going to be the number 30 spot. But Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, made his return at the Royal Rumble at the number 30 spot. So, right. Um, the match itself was pretty good. Uh, I think the era of the Kofi Kingston saves is over. Yeah. I think that's a safe bet. Uh, safe bet. And if you look back, it looks like he clipped his head on the side of the announce table. Is that why he didn't get up? Yeah. So, um, poor guy. I mean, there's yeah. two spots. I guess we're going to have to go with a, a new character for the save. Probably Ricochet because he's the most athletic or agile right, one. Right, right, right. with you. Right. Uh, a couple um, of highlights from the match itself. Well, before you get into the highlights, what I wanted to bring up, and I wanted to bring it up earlier, was okay. I think the best, or the first, excuse me, the first big surprise of the rumble um, wasn't the fact that Brock Lesnar was, was in the rumble because I think we all pretty much knew that was what right. was going to happen. But the first big surprise was the fact that he got eliminated. Yeah. He got eliminated by Bobby Lashley pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and I think that was, uh, I think it's fair to say that that was uh, the, the first big surprise. Cause all of us were shocked. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, I, I, I would have been, I would have put money down that he was going to be one of the last guys in the ring, right? You know what I mean? And that was not the case. Which, as much crap as you can give about Brock Lesnar, he does business. Yes, for sure, for you sure. Uh, now, did you see that he's got a little bit of heat? And I don't really I know did how see much that. heat he has. <laughs> but for the that. spots afterwards, for those who yeah. didn't see it, after he was eliminated, he grabbed the ring steps and slammed them on the announce table. Yeah. And he took the um, the cover of the announce table and threw it in the ring, nearly hitting Lashley. Yeah. Um, and I think the one that really got him was when he shoved the ref. Yeah. Because they said that that ref himself was supposed to be the one to hold up the hand of the winner at the end of the match. Right. And he had to sell that spot, so they gave it to someone else. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they weren't basically they weren't expecting they they knew that there was going to be a Brock freakout, um, and just to kind of be on their toes, but they didn't know what he was going to do. You know, and so, yeah, that was, and like you said, what really, like, what real heat is Brock going to really get, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> it's, Stop he's Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he's Brock, he's Brock Lesnar. They're not going to just did crap. that very. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a couple of highlights for the match itself. Uh, we already talked about Ray not coming down. Apparently he legitimately hurt himself in his match Friday night on SmackDown against uh, Karrion Cross. Oh, really? So that was the reason for him not coming out that night. Because there was supposed to be a spot for them to tease between Dominic and Ray in the match. I see. But they kind of had to work around that. So that's what that came about. Did they say what there? Did you happen to see what the injury was? Uh, they did not say okay. on it. So, okay. Um, I've already mentioned about Dominic Mysterio trying to rip his mask. Right. The, the chair shot or the guitar shot that Elias gave to Gunther, Gunther's back was cut from that, I saw that. spot. Yeah. You know, it stopped bleeding pretty quickly, but you, you definitely saw the, the blood early on. Definitely. Um, 
I thought it was funny the spot where they teased Kofi and Woods going at it because they were the only two wins standing, and instead turned into what Michael Cole called a wheelbarrow butt slapper. <laughs> yeah, that was not so, expected. <laughs> it was not expected. It was probably the spot, you know. Um, we talked about Kofi botching his spot on the chair. Um, Brock getting eliminated early. Uh, now here's one that that was. Probably the highlight of the of the match to me to me. Right. I don't know about you. But the spot between Logan Paul and Ricochet. That was pretty amazing. It was basically both both men. One was on one side of the ring, one was on the opposite side of the ring. So they were facing each other parallel. Right. And Logan Paul enticed Ricochet. They springboard almost like they were going to do buckshot lariats into the ring. They springboard off the top ropes into the air and collided consistently with forearms. I've seen that happen in the match when they're whipping off the ropes. Right. I've never seen it in the air. Above the ring, basically. Above the ring. Yeah. It was one of the sickest spots I've ever seen. And you can give all the crap, like I said, to Brock Lesnar. You can do the same thing for Logan Paul. But Logan Paul delivers when he's in that ring. Yes, I, I have to agree with you on that one for sure. You know, do I want to see him in a title picture? Do I want to see him take a spot of a, a you know a full-timer? No. But I'm not disappointed when he's been in the ring, even if he was only in there for a rumble spot this time. Yeah. And and I got to admit, he's a very polarizing character because you can see that the WWE universe kind of likes what he does, but yeah. they're they're but they're trying to hate him because, you know, he doesn't deserve to get the high spots. He's he's an outsider, you know, and I know and I know some of the talent probably see him that way as he's an outsider, but you got to be. You, you got to recognize real for what it is. And that's that right. he does show respect to the business because of everything that he's learning and everything he's doing in the ring. The spots that he's hitting in the ring shows that he does respect this business. Right. And, and he's actually giving it his all to put on a good show to entertain the fans. You have to respect that. Dude, you know me. I am the first dude to tell you I hate that fool. I do not like Logan Paul at all. But I have to give him his props because like Bad Bunny, I don't listen to Bad Bunny's music, but I respect Bad Bunny now because I've seen that he loves this business. The, the exactly. two times the two times he's been in the ring, he has brought it. He has shown that he does his homework, not like some of these other celebrities that have come in and they look stupid trying to do what these guys do. You know what I yeah. mean? Logan Paul looks like he belongs there. Yeah, they definitely quite honestly. Can. The, the surprise uh, elimination by Logan Paul was the one where he threw Seth Rollins out of the ring. Yes. So there was a nice, I don't know if it's a tease or if there's going to be a match going on in Mania, but I'll be honest with you, I would not be disappointed if they put that match on the card. I wouldn't either. They would put on one hell of a match for sure. Exactly. exactly. For sure. Yeah, um, definitely. Let's see. A couple other things. Uh, the double beats of the Bowery that Strowman, that the Strowman got by Sheamus and McIntyre. Yeah, that was that yeah. was nice. That was dope. Uh, the quote unquote banger brothers. Yeah, the banger. Um, I saw that. That was, was yeah. like, who thought of that? Um, <laughs> now we talked about Gunther coming in at number one, but he went on to break the previous record held by Rey Mysterio for longest time in a Rumble performance at one hour eleven minutes and twenty five seconds. Wow. So, um, and I don't know if you heard busted open, but at the end of the night. It was came down to Cody, the number thirty spot versus the number one spot Gunther. Right. And the fact that Gunther had so much gas in the tank 
right. after an hour, you know, over an hour in there, the performance. I don't know if you saw, there was a, a post going online of the tran- the physical transformation of Gunther. When well, started, I mean, I, I, it's obvious, yeah, but yeah. I, I didn't see the post. I'll have to send it to you. Um, but yeah, the physical transformation of Gunther is is sick. But just the fact that that man was able to do a show, uh, as much as he did in that ring, like it was ridiculous. Right. You know, right. kudos to him. And the fact that without even defending the Intercontinental Championship, just being the fact that he holds it right now, yes, puts legitimacy to that title. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know? Definitely. So, definitely there. Um, I did like, again, Cody Rhodes being the last man in, uh, giving an homage to not only his brother, because he saw the shattered dreams that he delivered yep. to Gunther in the corner, including the little... Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I saw this. Yeah. He also... Um, he gave a shout out to Triple H doing a pedigree to Gunther. Yes. He also did uh, the bionic el- bionic elbow attempt to Rollins. He didn't hit right. it, but he did attempt it. And if he caught the Ric Flair flip in the corner. Yes, I caught that too. And he also did a uh, salute, if you will, to the Young Bucks. Yeah, to the Young Bucks as well. Yeah, that was the Young I was about to get to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cody ends up winning the Royal Rumble. And as you mentioned, he did give the... Uh, too sweet mm-hmm. and the little shot the gun yeah to the WrestleMania send to the young bucks so that was that was cool um now i don't know if you saw this cody Rhodes wasn't officially cleared to wrestle till that day really i did not yeah. see that when they announced him he had said that he's it's not officially cleared to wrestle so wow. WWE hit pull the trigger um and announced him but he actually did not get cleared till that day wow yeah wow. so yeah, and one of, and one of the main things that Gunther was targeting during that match was that peck. Yeah, was that peck. So, um, yeah, that was that was great. He did also suffer. I don't know if you saw, he suffered a ruptured eardrum during that match. Yes, I did see that. And he was also the guy. I went back and watched the whole pay per view again, and he was bleeding from the mouth as well. Mm-hmm. So he had a couple of spots in there. Um, and then I saw this recently. I'm not seeing a video, but apparently when he was walking back, a little kid went over the guardrail and really Cody Rose picked him up and pat him on the back and gave him back to his parents. <laughs> <laughs> so, nope, I didn't uh, see that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty interesting, but yeah, the, the match itself, as surprising as it was to be the opening bout on the card, especially with it being the match that encompasses what the pay-per-view was. Right. It was still a really good match. Right. Um, a couple of botches, a couple of spots that didn't work out very well. <laughs> Fucking Kofi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he did definitely, the match itself was great. And I think they did the right thing because they made Gunther look strong coming out of this match. They did. They did. You know, so I don't know what they're going to do at this point with them. But yeah, the match itself was great. And Cody winning, we all knew it's going to happen. Right. Right. You know? Right. So. Yeah, I was very happy with the first Rumble match. Uh, great. A lot of great spots. Uh, I like the the shock value. I like the surprises. And there was a, there was some in there that were great. The Brock spot of him getting out eliminated early. Uh, Freaking uh, Beth Phoenix spearing Rhea Ripley, you yes. know, at the at the entryway. I mean, that was an awesome, awesome uh, surprise. Even seeing Booker T do the spin Rooney, you know, I mean, that was a great surprise as well. So yeah, that was, that was really good. I really did enjoy the rumble. Um, but let's go ahead. Let's move on to what, uh, the next match was. 
All right, so the next couple of matches will probably be pretty quick. Um, the next match was originally called the Pitch Black Match. We found out later in the peer view it was the Mountain Dew Pitch Black Match um, between LA Knight versus Bray Wyatt. Now, going into this match, we weren't exactly sure right. what a Pitch Black Match was. Right. We were under the assumption it had something to do with the darkness of the arena. Yeah. Or oh, the- I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I do have to mention one more thing. Uh, our prediction came true on Royal Rumble. We remember we predicted Cody. Yes, we did. So I did. Got, I did have to mention that. So yes, we you know did. because we are wrestling prophets, apparently. Yeah, so we do. <laughs> uh, watch out, Street Prophets. We coming for you. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um, Pitch black. So match. Was, uh, we weren't sure what this match was going to consist of. Basically, what it was was like a black light match. You know, uh, Bray Wyatt comes out uh, first off. LA Knight comes out with some bright neon yellow gear on. Yeah. Okay. Bray Wyatt comes out and you don't you can't tell, but he has face makeup on. Right. That's 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 basically reflective in the black light. Right. So the match itself was basically black light. They even did a, a couple spots where they had like I guess some neon confetti that they right. used in the announce table uh to kind of emphasize what the match was going on. Um during the wide entrance, and we we mentioned, and you didn't see it off the back, but I mentioned it, we saw members of the Firefly Funhouse. Yes. Including the pig, the witch, the buzzard were all there uh, as he was coming to the ring. Right. So, L.A. Knight used a candlestick painted with paint. Yes. There. Looked very much like a lightsaber. It did. It did. I popped now, huge. If it, <laughs> if it was me, I would have done it, gone a little bit step further. Because I thought it would be funny if we saw Wyatt pull out his own candlestick with uh-huh. paint on it. And just stand there on their crotch like space balls and look at it. <laughs> be like, your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> you know, That's hilarious. That would have been awesome. Um, but the winner of this match was Bray Wyatt via the Sister Abigail finish. Right. Now, after the match, uh, Wyatt fights LA Knight into the crowd onto a platform, like a cardboard platform itself. And then from the top, you don't see him at first. You see him when he's coming down, but it's Uncle Howdy jumps from the scaffold onto LA Knight as flames go off, which we found out later was a very big botch. <laughs> yeah, it was. It completely was. missed him completely, uh, which I guess because the camera angle, that's what, that was the purpose of it. Uh, and then as you look up, kind of looking down, is the Fireflies Funhouse crew, as you know, is monitoring the scene of what happened. So right. this match was good. It wasn't a banger. You right. Know? Um, it was unique. So I think that's what kind of made it good was it was unique. It was different. Um, it wasn't a what, miss. That's no, the thing that really, that's the thing that really stuck out for me because when they've tried to do all these other supernatural things with yeah. Bray in the past, they've been misses and, and they just, they have not worked, but this did, this did work. Yeah. The, what, what really stood out to me was the makeup that Bray had. They made him look wicked. Right. Yes, and then, then when he had his back turned, all of a sudden he's wearing this mask, which made him look even more wicked. Uh, he had the contacts in the eyes. He even had fangs. So it was almost like a horror movie type feel to this match. Right. Right. And, 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 and the, the way, that, yeah, it was, it was a botch. We, you could tell and all that stuff. But for what it was, it was pretty dope. So I'll agree with you on that one. It was it was good. Here's my question to you though. Okay. After you have a match like this, right? What the hell do you do next with Bray? Because now to me, it seems that 
whenever we see, and and and, th- and this very well could be what what uh they're gonna do with Bray. I don't know, but it just seems to me like after something like this, the only thing we're going to see Bray Wyatt in are these specialty type matches or these gimmick matches. You know, um, they're gonna have because, the Pepsi strobe light match at Mania, <laughs> right? I mean, but I'm but but you get what I'm saying. I just don't yeah. see Bray doing regular matches. Yeah. It seems like they're always going to have to be some kind of gimmick matches. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go with with Wyatt on this one, because this is a whole different level of creativity that uh, Rotunda is going to have to to dive into here, because this isn't the days of Undertaker anymore. Undertaker, his his he was a force and he could carry that but even after a while he got stale and had to change his gimmick and that's when he became of course the american badass so with bray i just i don't know i don't know where he goes next what are your he thoughts on go that back to husky harris <laughs> <laughs> and if he has that accent that the, that the puppet has that would be great oh, yeah yeah exactly. we're going to fight a match together <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do with him. Um, I guess, like we agree, the match was good, but is it gonna capture audiences and the fans going exactly. forward? Exactly, exactly. Because it's gonna get stale. Because we've said it before, wrestling fans are fickle. Yes, and they while they enjoy the nostalgic of it all, at the same time, it's it's gonna get yes. worn down. But I gotta say, Chris, I do have some faith in wrestling fans right now. I think with what WWE is doing, and, and in my opinion, I think AEW needs to jump on this as well. But with the with the main story that they have with the bloodline, mm-hmm. they're starting to bring back old school storytelling where you yeah. let a story marinate. You know what I mean? And not have this these fast turnarounds when you have feuds going on. Because yeah. I know we're gonna talk about it here in a minute, but just to give an example of of the point I'm trying to make when the thing happened at the end of the match with the with the bloodline um and you see jay just kind of there in the corner contemplating Mm -hmm. what what's going on automatically my mind went to he still doesn't trust roman from the very beginning of what happened Mm -hmm. you know and that was what over a year ago that that storyline started like maybe even two years ago yep you know what i mean so that right there is great storytelling, long-term storytelling, right? Because this whole story with the bloodline began at Roman Reigns' first day of his of his reign, which has now yeah. been over 800 days. So that is what I'm hoping is coming back to wrestling, you know, because I am so sick and tired of, you know, and I'm not going to mention names and put anything anybody under the bus, but they know who they are people that are online on social media talking about how oh wrestling is going to be dead and it's like dude shut the hell up wrestling's never gonna die you know pro wrestling's not gonna die now it may die for you spot chasers yeah you know because storytelling that that's the essence of what professional wrestling is is storytelling not spots i hope that part of it dies not that i don't like spots but i don't want a, a wrestling show or a wrestling promotion to be spot driven you know, it's like we've talked about in the past. If you have a match with like the Young Bucks and Death Triangle, then perfect. That's great. Put that one match in there and let it be what it is supposed to be a spot fest. But don't make every damn match on the program a spot fest. 
You know what I mean? Let's have a little bit of variety here. Let's have a, a sprinkle of of everything. You know what I'm saying? But at the core of the whole thing, there has to be storytelling involved. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, but anyway, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that uh, Rob's, you know, said his piece. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll go to the, the third match of the night. Uh, the singles match was Bianca Belair defending her Raw Women's Championship against Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I'm not. I'm not gonna go <laughs> dive into this. To me, this match was very underwhelming, and it was overhyped. Yes. Because from what we saw on Monday Night Raw, the go home show for Monday for uh, Rumble on Monday Night Raw, Alexa gave like a promo in the back in the mirror, uh, basically saying how she was gonna destroy and she was gonna maim Bianca, and we got nothing out of her. Nothing. It was basically to me. This was basically a house show match, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. You know? Definitely. Um, you know what the highlight was of that match? Uh, pulling out uh, the weave? <laughs> nope. Nope. The highlight of that match was when I got up and went and got more sliders. Ah, uh, yes. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, the winner of this match and still Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. So, and then, of course, after the match, we get another Uncle Howdy tease on the screen. So, that was probably, like, the biggest part of the match to me was that little spot. But Yeah. Um. Yeah, that, that was a stupid match. Yes, very Blaise, much so. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yes, very much so. So, so we won't talk about that anymore. Uh, we're going to go into the second Rumble match of the night, and this was the 30-woman Royal Rumble match. So, um, so the order of entry on this one, we have our girl, Rhea Ripley. Yes. And number one, selling the spear from earlier in the night. Yes, she was. Beth Phoenix, so that was great storytelling there. Uh, then we have my girl, Liv Morgan. <laughs> so number one, number two, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan. Then we get Dana Brooke comes in. Um, she should be used to fighting off a bunch of women because she was defending the 24-7 title for years. <laughs> uh, then we have Emma. Uh, yes. Shayna Baszler right. comes out. Uh, Bailey. Uh, we looking got good, I might add. Yeah, Bailey was looking good. Then we got Sasha Banks from Wish BFAB <laughs> comes out, and then uh, what, is it not Sasha Banks from Wish? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Sasha Banks at a discount price. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the awesome. Dollar Tree version of Sasha Banks. That's like that's like going to uh, the the Walmart in Mexico. <laughs> Instead of Walmart. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Then we get uh, one of the indie hometown girls, Roxanne Perez, formerly Roxy on the indie scene. So kudos to her because a year ago at that time, she was on the independent scene wrestling in Texas. Yeah. And within a year, she's wrestling on SmackDown. She's wrestling on NXT. She's the current NXT Women's Champion. Right. And now participating in her first Royal Rumble in her home state. Yes. So yes. it was awesome. Close to her. Yeah. And then we get uh, Dakota Kai. And, and can uh, I say real quick, we got into this whole discussion during this rumble match about the actual height of these women superstars. Yes, we and we were pretty surprised at how little most of these women are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're really surprised. Tiny. Yeah. Really surprised. They're pretty so, tiny. 
I thought that was that was interesting for sure. Yeah, uh, we got Dakota Kai come out and then followed by her as Eos Sky. So at this point, we have all three members of Damage Control in there. Right. And I know you mentioned that you thought they were wearing armbands with Jay Briscoe on it. Yeah, yeah. They were actually wearing armbands with Control on it. I did see that, yeah. So uh, then Natalia, who came back, repping Looking some, good. Looking good, repping some Anvil-style yes, gear. At least yes. for entrance gear, anyway. Yeah. Then we get the Poison Pixie Candice LeRae. Uh, Zoe Stark from NXT came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zaya Lee. Oh, Zaya Lee. Yeah. And then we get uh, Becky Lynch. The yes. Man, Becky, Lynch. Becky actually yeah. looked good, too, coming to the she ring. Looked good, too, yeah. Tegan Knox. Then, and we got a big pop. We got a big pop in the room for this one. Yeah, and this was my prophetic pick. Yeah. <laughs> right? Dark Asuka. Yes. Okay. Pretty much Kana. Yeah. Like she came yeah. to the ring with the full mask on. Right, right. And then she took it off and it was painted with the kind of makeup. Yes. Uh, with the gear and everything. So yes. That was a big, big pop on that one. Yeah. Almost, almost my entire call. I, but yeah. I did say last week that she was going to come as Kana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I take, I messaged you that TikTok earlier that she was having yes. short hair and yes. Um Then we got Hyper Niven. Yes, big surprise there. Formerly Dewdrop. Formerly Dewdrop. Back to Piper Niven. Yes. So she came out with her Scottish gear on. Um, then we got Tamina. And nobody meaner than Tamina. Yep, yep. Uh, then we got a return of a new Karen character in Chelsea Green. Yes, yes. Who was eliminated At- within, I think, five seconds? Three yeah. Four, five seconds? Yeah. Like and did you see uh, Matt Cardona's tweet? Yeah, yeah, about my, my, baby. my wife breaking records. My wife's breaking records. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we got Zelina Vega coming out dressed as Drury from Street Fighter Six. Yeah, that was that was a little uh, weird. Another, yeah, another hometown uh, favorite, Raquel Rodriguez. Yeah. Now they did Who say they were fluffy. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Now they did say during the announcement that how she's from the valley, but you made a very good point during the rumble and you you said where she's actually from from san antonio yeah so she was really a hometown girl yeah that exactly. day yeah so uh michin mia yim came out next uh lacey evans and then another one who was uh you know kind of a picketing for a spot in the rumble and was actually at ringside with her children mm-hmm. michelle mccool yeah that was awesome. Oh, that was pretty cool. Michelle McCool came to the ring from the or came to the ring from the uh, front, front row, row, I guess. Yeah, that was cool. Then and she Indy did Karma. one, and she did one hell of a job too in the Rumble. Yeah, she did. She did an yeah. awesome job. She she could still go at this day. You oh, know? for sure. For in fact, sure. I think she looks better now than she did when she was with Leku. Uh, I will I will agree with that for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Freaking Undertaker, lucky bastard. Out. I know, right? <laughs> You went to the tombstone on that girl? <laughs> <laughs> That's Just funny. saying. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, Sonya Deville comes out. Then Shotzi. Yes. Uh, Nikki Cross coming to the ring like the fucking Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, they should have played that music because it would have fit. Yeah. Uh, and then, surprise, surprise, Nia Jax. Oh, Ooh, my God. The music hit prior to the countdown. That was weird. They botched that. And in retrospect, looking back at it, it really wouldn't have been a Nia Jax appearance without a botch. So it made perfect <laughs> sense. 
<laughs> That's a good point. That's a so, really good point. So. Did it seem to you like the crowd at the uh, Alamo Dome was like us, not very happy to see Nia Jax? No, and there was a post that was like the Samoan we wanted, and it's the Rock, and then the Samoan we got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, it God. didn't it didn't seem like anybody was too happy to see Nia Jax. Um yeah. and uh I got to say that that includes some of the talent as well. Um yeah. I mean of course they're going to do business, right? But it seems like they weren't happy about it either, honestly. Yeah. So and it uh, actually took um it took 11 women to yes. nominate her. Yes. Like Michelle McCool, Lacey Evans, Sonya Deville, Nikki Cross, Shotzi, uh Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Oscar, Piper Niven. Uh, Mia Yim and Rhea Ripley to eliminate her. And right. then for some reason, she gave the DX chop. I, I yeah. Know. Everybody was giving crotch chops that night. Yeah. It, it seemed was, that it way. Was, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so a couple highlights of this match. Number one, the winner of this match was Rhea Ripley. So Rhea Ripley going in at number one. Yes. And winning it was awesome. And you got to give credit to Liv Morgan because she came in at number two. So really, they lasted the same length in the match. Right. Right. So. Kudos to her because she's kind of redemption from when the 2019 Rumble when she got thrown out in like seven seconds. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, did you know that Rhea dislocated her knee in the match? No, I did not. Yeah, she dislocated her knee and then she popped it back into place. Oh, my God. On top, on top of the fact that she was bleeding from her nose as well during the match. That I saw. That I saw. Yeah, but she dislocated. I, I went back and I tried to find where she dislocated and I couldn't figure it out. Wow. Uh, but yeah, she just dis- dislocated her ring or her knee in that ring. Um, Dakota Kai suffered an injury as well. That's kind of why she was written off on Monday Night Raw, if you saw that. Wow. Wow. Like you brought her out. Yeah. Yeah. She had a, a knee injury or a leg injury or some sort. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, Shayna Baszler wearing a Warhammer 4K inspired gear. Um, and then we already talked about Zelina, Zelina Vega dresses jury from the Street Fighter 6 game. Right. I did like the spot, the Street Fighter spot on the ring with her and Zia Lee. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, Raquel Rodriguez also had some Eddie Guerrero inspired gear. And Selena. And Selena inspired. Sonia Deville suffered a gash on her eyebrow during the match. Uh-huh. And I, again, I tried to figure out where that was from. And they say that it was from the kick from Asuka when she was being eliminated. But looking at that match, she was bleeding already before that spot happened. So it happened before that. It happened sometime after they eliminated Nia Jax to the point where she was eliminated. Yeah, but she that was a pretty big gash. It was a pretty big gash. Yeah. Um, Big spot for me, Michael Cole dogging on top dollar the whole match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh of course Roxanne gave a nice pop. She had a decent time in the ring, but it was cut short. And it, apparently the reason for this is because she did have an NXT title match on the following Tuesday. So uh, they were trying to keep her safe and protected for that match. Gotcha. Oh. Gotcha. Um, I do gotta say one thing because you brought it up. Mm-hmm. The commentary team of uh, Michael Cole, uh, of course, Pat McAfee and Corey Graves was on point that night. They yes. were hilarious. I mean, they were just, I mean, the one that sticks out of my mind was during the men's rumble match when uh, Cody Rose did the Shattered Dreams. Uh, freaking Pat McAfee is like, kick to the, I don't know what to say, the sack. <laughs> he goes, the sack. <laughs> oh, my God. That was awesome. Um Let's see, Michelle McCool hitting the Styles Clash on Zelina was nice. That was yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, now Meechin is the one that wore the Jay Briscoe armband on her during the match. 
Oh, okay. I didn't even notice um, that. Yeah. Um, and of course, I did like the fact that Live the Brutality, which was the tag team for Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley during the right. Dominatrix days, <laughs> were the last two women in the match, or the first two to start and the last two to end. So that was a very nice callback to that. But again, winner of the match, Rhea Ripley. Mommy. Now, hold on. We can't forget the awesome spot on the apron with uh, uh, Asuka, Rhea Ripley, and Liv Morgan. Uh, where, for, yeah, the last elimination. Where Asuka yes. did the, the mist. Yeah. Yeah, that was right before Liv Morgan was eliminated. And what an elimination. Yeah. Gotta give credit to Rhea Ripley the way well, that she eliminated. I, I don't know how much I feel about the way that the elimination went down because the basic came down to is Liv Morgan um, and Rhea, or Liv Morgan and Asuka were on the ring. They were fighting. Then Rhea Ripley came out. So all three of them are on the apron. They've already gone over the top rope. Right. So Oscar's hitting Ripley. Ripley ducks as Oscar missed Morgan in the eyes. Right. Okay. And then um, Rhea Ripley eliminates Oscar. Right. Right. Well, in in the process of eliminating her, what Ripley did, if you watch the match again, she went back through the ropes and eliminated her. Which in right. technicality now live uh, Rhea Ripley's back technically, you know, valid in the match because she went back through the ropes again. Right. Right. But they played as if she was still on the outside of the ropes and hadn't gone back in. I see. I see. So that kind of bugged me a little bit, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. But yeah. Yes, uh Liv Morgan fighting, selling the mist in her eyes, trying to find where Ripley is, causes Ripley to slip. She's hanging she's hanging on to the ring ropes, and then Rhea Ripley head scissors Morgan out of the ring onto the outside mat to win the Royal Rumble. Yes. Yeah. So. And I thought I thought it was a great spot. I thought it was a the ending of that match was good. It, I, I feel that the women's Royal Rumble match kind of had a slow burn to it. Yeah. Um. But then it definitely picked up there towards the end. And I got to say, I really did enjoy it. It was it was a good match for sure. It w- it was a very good match. So, um, another good Rumble match. Uh, Kent was not disappointed. Actually, I'm kind of glad this match went on after the men's Rumble match. Right. Right. So, yeah, definitely uh, a good then- spot. Then we had another waste of time where they had a performance from Hardy in the ring, a very big waste of paper time. And apparently Fightful Select is reporting that the Hardy performance was largely scoffed at backstage and that it compromised the show. He sucked, bro. He sucked. He sucked. <laughs> yeah, he sucked big time. You know. Big um, time. Mullet Crew could have tore that stage up a lot better than he did. Oh, yeah, we would have. <laughs> yeah, we would have, definitely. Yeah. Um. So waste of time. You know. Yeah, for sure. Now, now, before we go into the final match, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Okay. And then when we come back, we are going to get all into this match uh, because it was one hell of a match. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into the main event of 2023 Royal Rumble, which, of course, was Kevin Owens versus the Tribal Chief. Roman Reigns. So keep it right here. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Going on 10 years in the community, Metroflex Gym has been the place for back to basics, no fluff training. At Metroflex, you'll have the resources available to you to reach your fitness goals, whatever they may be. Owner Daniel Haggerty is available and ready to help guide you in the proper direction to get the best results for your health. Want to lose weight? 
increase stamina, or gain mass, Daniel Haggerty is a licensed trainer with over 25 years experience in nutrition and training and knows how to get the most out of your workouts. Come by today for a visit at 2101 Clovis Barker Road, San Marcos, Texas, or call to make an appointment for a tour at 512-878-8575. Homegrown in the community and veteran-owned, Metroflex Gym is the hardcore training place for a hardcore workout. Call today. Fellas, I know how it is. Your hair and beard are looking rough and you need to get it taken care of right away. The problem is, where do you go? Well, say no more, because I have the perfect place just for you. At Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, you'll get that fresh cut and trim by well-trained professionals who know just how to get what you want, a man's cut and a man's trim. Dallas Jawan and Derek will hook you up with your tailored-to-you cut along with a straight razor shave and a relaxing hot towel treatment. These fellas will give you that old-school treatment where you sit back and relax and unwind while you get back to looking like a gentleman should. When you walk in the door, talk to old Dal and let him know that Rob T. and Kayfabe Chris sent you and he'll offer you a complimentary cold one or a shot of whiskey. Stop by 322 West Hopkins Street in San Marcos, Texas, or go online and make your appointment today at HanleysBarbershop.com. Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, where good times and good vibes make for a great look. I would love to be eliminated the way that Liv Morgan was eliminated. <laughs> Maria Ripley's legs around my neck. <laughs> I'm sure you would. I know you envy Buddy Murphy. I do. <laughs> I do. Oh my goodness. The only thing disappointing was the fact that Liv Morgan has gone a little too goth for me. Okay. Like she's starting to come to the ring looking like Marilyn Manson, and it's very disturbing to me. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is no. true, though. That is true. <laughs> anyway, let's get into this main event for this year's Royal Rumble. Uh, as I said before the break, we have Kevin Owens versus the Tribal Chief himself, Roman Reigns, for the Undisputed Universal Championship. Oh, sorry, it's the WWE, WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Whatever. You knew what I meant. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, this match did not disappoint. It no. did not disappoint at all. Now, we have to point out the fact that the match itself was nothing too crazy. It wasn't no, it extravagant. Wasn't. It wasn't spot heavy. It was. It was a match. It was. That's what it was. There it was were nothing. a couple. There were a couple of spots that really kind of made you go, "Oh, yes." Especially yes, that but spot that overdone. Kevin took. No, it wasn't. It was not overdone. You're no. right. You're right. I think so. the. I think the spot with Kevin on the steps was probably the most cringeworthy one and not cringe yeah. as like they did something bad cringe as in like, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you're right. It was just, it was, it, it, this isn't saying anything bad because lately the matches that have been coming out on raw have been bangers, but uh, it was a match that you would probably expect to see on raw. Right. Quite honestly, you know, when I, when you're talking yeah. about action wise, 
You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it was really good. But the thing that overshadows everything in this match was the storytelling. And I'm not just talking about the end of the match. Right. Okay. There were things happening during the match. If you were looking at Sami Zayn during the match. Yeah. Well, first, before we get into that. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I don't want to jump the gun. We want to notate that when the tribal chief came out, he came out with the wise man, Paul Heyman, as well as Sami Zayn. Right. So the remaining bloodline members of Jay and Jimmy Uso and Sola Sokoa were not at ringside during this match. Okay? Right. I'm going to point that out. Um, and I've already said, you know, it wasn't spot hit or anything. Uh, but you're right. The the facial expressions, the almost sigh of relief in certain spots that Sami Zayn expressed was beautifully done because the cameraman did a perfect job going towards that museum every time uh, a pin was broken up or something like a near fall was made. Right. It was beautifully done. You know, um, not only that, but Paul Heyman always does his part on the outside as well. Of course, of course. You know, um, as you mentioned, there were a couple of, of, of good spots. Uh, before the, the spots on the steps, there was the spear through the barricade on right. the outside right. to uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens thrown back in the ring rolls out to the opposite side, and that's where we get the cringeworthy spots where Roman Reigns basically slams Kevin Owens back. And we've seen it before on Raw. We've seen this this spot before. Right. And it's always very cringeworthy. But he did it twice in this yes. match, taking him out, hitting him with the back of the steel chairs, uh, steps. Now, on, towards the end of the match, we have, you know, Roman Reigns is fed up. He can't get the pin. He orders... Sami Zayn to get him a chair. And Sami Zayn, for his credit, was like, look, you told me not to do anything. You said, don't do a thing. I'm not doing anything. And Roman's like, I'm telling you, I'm ordering you now to do something. And orders him to get a chair. And Sami's like looking around and rings that he goes to the timekeeper's table. No chair. Paul Heyman's going, there's a chair under the, the apron, under the ring. He finds a chair, picks it up, is about to throw it in, and hesitates. Right. Perfect hesitation. And then eventually gives it to Roman Reigns. But this allows... Owens to surprise Roman Reigns when he turns around and hits him with the stunner for a near fall. Right. Okay. And this was after the record had been knocked out already. Yes. So um eventually Roman Reigns gets the low blow. He never uses the chair on Roman during the match. Right. Okay. Gets the low blow, the spear following, and gets the one, two, three. Now prior to the one, two, three, when Owens is on the outside getting beat down by Roman. You hear Sami Zayn, just stay down. Stay yeah. down. Give up. It's done. Stay down. You know? So you get that soap opera aspect of it where he's trying to save his old friend. He still cares still about be, him. He still cares about him while still being loyal to the tribal chief. Right. So fucking give that man an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Give that man an Oscar. So match is over. And this is where we get into the big uh, story point, that like the the third act, if you want to call it. Yeah, for sure. The finality of the show. Because this was after the match, yeah. This was after the match. So after the match, the rest of the bloodline comes out, and uh, Jace comes in with a lay that he's about to hand over and put on Sami Zayn. Roman stops him and says, no, 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 no. This ain't over. And he basically orders the Usos and Solo Sokol to beat down Kevin Owens while the honorary Usami Zayn looks around. So a couple of super kicks, a 1D from the Usos, and then Roman Reigns calls for a pair of handcuffs or two sets of handcuffs from 
Paul Heyman, who handled that, they proceed to handcuff Kevin Owens to the top of the ring ropes. It's almost like in a crucifixion type way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then uh, the uh, Usos decide to cosplay at the Young Bucks and deliver a super kick party. <laughs> yeah, they to, did. To Kevin Owens, like a vicious super kick party. Um, and then, uh, where am I at here? The range prepares to get the chair and hit Kevin Owens, telling him, you know what? You disrespect me. You disrespect my family. I love Sami Zayn. You disrespect Sami Zayn. Now, this is my blood. This is my family. And as he's about to hit Kevin Owens the chair, Sami Zayn intervenes and stops him. Right. To a huge pop. Yes. Crowd pop. We popped. Yeah, we, we did. We popped where we were at. Yes. You know, Sami steps in the way and he basically says, you know what? You're the tribal chief. You, it's done. You're, this is beneath you. You don't have to do this. It's done. He's like, don't do it. You know, it's, it's done. And Reigns, you know, looks a little shocked, but he wipes his face, like, looks at Sammy and hands him the chair, like, lifts up the chair to him. And Sammy's like, I'm not doing it. He goes, you know, nope, I'm not going to do it. You're going to do it. Pause right there. Okay. I called it, didn't I? You did. And I'll, I'll <laughs> give you credit because not only did you call it, you used the exact terminology that Roman Reigns used in this match. Yep. He basically told Sami Zayn to pull the trigger. Yep. To put the nail in the proverbial coffin. If yes. You will. Yes. Literally said, pull the trigger. Yes. You know? And what got me too was the fact that he was like, you know, that Sammy says, you know, I love you. That's not your boy. He's been holding you down. If you don't like it, why don't you go off and do jackass shit? Referring yeah. to his match yeah. with Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania last year. Yep. So that, that was awesome. So Sammy, for his credit, he's he's hesitant. Roman Reigns gets in his face, pushing him, like literally pushing him, school ground, pushing him on the face. Yeah. And, Sa- and Sammy Zane's like, all right, I guess I'm going to do this. So he winds up and nails Roman Reigns in the back yes. with the chair to another huge pop. Huge pop. Huge pop with the bloodline looking on. Um, oh, I, I do have to say, there was a, before the, the chair shot to Roman, Sami Zayn was crying and Paul Heyman was yelling that there's no crying in the bloodline. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, now, Jay, Jay Uso starts yelling at Sammy like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And then Jimmy super kicks him. Yes. And starts beating him down. Then Solo throws uh, Jimmy off, starts beating down Sammy as well, and hits a Simone spike. Right? Right. And then the crowd, for the credit, are yelling, Jay, Jay, Jay. And everybody turns to Jay, who's just looking on like, the fuck? What do I yeah. do? Yeah. And again, another Oscar-worthy performance. He slides out of the ring and walks away, crying with his hands in his face. Yeah. Crying all the way up the ramp. You know, yeah. at this point, Roman Reigns gets the chair and beats the crap. Rodney King style out of the motherfucker. Yeah, on, for sure. On the mat with the chair. Yeah. You know, uh, beats him down. Uh, at this point, I honestly thought that Sammy's or Jay Uso was going to run back to the ring and help Sammy. Yeah. And he didn't. So yeah. I'm not too disappointed with that. It would have been cool to see, but he didn't. And then Roman Reigns rips off the honorary Uso, like rips it off of him. Right. And picks up the lay, or Jimmy hands him the lay, and then does like the he loves me, loves me not. Shit. But before he does that, though, as he's as he's about to do that, he's looking out at the crowd because the crowd is chanting something. Do you remember what they yes, were chanting? They were chanting, fuck you, 
Roman. Yes. And yes. did you see the video a fan made of a or put out there of the commentating team? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they like, were. You talked about some heat. Some yeah. old school eighties. Not aware of kayfabe heat. Yes. That's what you got Saturday night at the Royal Rumble when for Roman sure. Reigns beat the crap out of Sami Zayn. Yes, for sure. For um, sure. But yeah, he basically crumbled piece by piece of lay and threw it down on Sammy. And they walk away. And then um, afterwards, before the pay-per-view went off, Roman Reigns says something to Solo Sokoa, mm-hmm. which was... We're at war now, Solo. Yep, we take no prisoners. Yeah. And yeah. and I didn't think anything of it. Well, first of all, I didn't even know what he said. I had to see it later uh, when it was broken down. I think it was on a TikTok video or something. But this, the one thing I didn't catch, and I don't know if you caught it, but he just told that to Solo. Yeah. He didn't tell that to Jimmy. No. It was just Solo. Yeah. Now, well, Jimmy does that mean it? Remember it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, does that mean anything? I don't know. It could be that Jimmy just wasn't an earshot. I don't know. But it is definitely very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Now, a couple of things I want to point out in this match. Okay. Okay. First off, in the match itself, the Owens, Kevin Owens selling that shoulder tackle from Roman. That was awesome. Yes. You know, um, there was a botch in this match, unfortunately, with Owens trying to springboard Moonsault and he got Roman Reigns. Well, that was a protection, though. It was a protection. That's what got me. That's what got me. I didn't realize it at first. Uh, yeah. Again, it was somebody mentioning it, and then when I went back and looked at it, I saw the quickness Roman Reigns had to roll into yeah. uh, him falling, so he wouldn't hurt himself. Was phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, let's see. Uh, we didn't we didn't point out there was a sign in the crowd. <laughs> There was a sign of the crowd that, that homie got kicked out for. That he got kicked out for that said tribal queef. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, go look up urban slang or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. It was a, uh, that was pretty funny. And the, and the guy got kicked out. He did. He did get kicked you know? out. <laughs> um, now, I guess, I guess the tribal queef did. I mean, tribal chief didn't like that. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. Now, after the rumble, I don't know if it was immediately after or the day after or whatever, Jay Uso tweeted, I'm out with a single blood drop. Yeah, I saw that. You know, and then um Solo Sokoa tweeted loyalty with the blood drop. Yeah. So where this is gonna go, who knows? Okay, yeah. now we have our next pay review coming up, Elimination Chamber, and supposedly the main event is supposed to be Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, did you see that uh TikTok I sent you? About yeah. the the guy's little theory or whatever, how he feels that it should be a, at the elimination chamber. That was interesting. Yeah, that was definitely so. interesting. And here's honestly my my thing on it. And if if Triple H listens to the fans, he's going to give that that belt to Sami Zayn. I think he's earned it. Right. You know, I think he's earned it. The reality of it all, it's probably not going to happen. Right. And we talked to, I mentioned to you, and we, you mentioned earlier in this podcast. Yes. That this whole thing started with Jay Uso. Yes. Jay Uso and Roman, you know, 
started that story. Okay. Right. So the way I see it playing out is Jay's already left the bloodline unless he's tweeted out that he's left the bloodline. So where does that leave the tag titles? Is right, Jay right. still defended with his brother? Or is he out of that picture too? And basically Solo takes a spot because he's technically an Uso anyway. Right, right. So he fills in for Jay Uso, so they go off to defend the titles against Sammy and Kevin at Mania. And then Jay goes to face Roman at Mania. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. You know? That is very interesting. But then what happens with Cody? Because Cody's supposed to face Roman. Or are you saying that it's still going to be that thing where Roman fights both nights? Yeah, I think so. I think so. The only thing that could happen also is they prolong the story between Jay and Roman. And at Mania, Cody's most likely going to win, but he wins with assistance from Jay. Or ah. distraction from Jay or something like that. Right, right. Right. Which will suck for Cody because that just basically deflates the whole purpose of being the one that could take down Roman Reigns. Yeah. At yeah. the same time, it does add an extra level of story to the fact that Jimmy or Jay's the one who's costing him that match. Right. So, right. I mean, it's interesting. There's the, the the cool thing about this is there's so many ways that this could play out, you know, yeah. but there des- there definitely has to be some kind of outcome with some kind of payoff, I guess, would be the, the, the correct word to use. But there's got to be some kind of payoff with Sammy getting some level of revenge uh, on Roman Reigns for, for what happened. Right. Um, I'm definitely very, very interested to see what happens on SmackDown later tonight um, to see exactly what's going to go down with with this story. You yeah. know, um, that's what I'm saying. Like I was saying at the beginning of the show, I am just chomping at the bit for what's next you know this has just been some superb storytelling i mean i agree with what a lot of people are saying you know technically speaking uh wwe uh programming is television it's right. not a movie it's television so technically they're technically they are in the same ballpark if you will for these shows that go and get emmys I think this in itself deserves one. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a great combination of live, right? Live athleticism, uh, display of athleticism, but also acting. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you get all these shows that are recorded in front of a live studio audience, but every week you're seeing these stories played out live, bro. It's like I've been saying, man, and, and it pisses me off that professional wrestling does not get the credit that it so desperately deserves. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we've talked about it before that we hate the fact that people don't take this business seriously. Yeah, exactly. Disrespect exactly. For it. Um, but you're right. You know, they do this. The longest weekly episodic show is Monday Night Raw. Exactly. They do this weekly. They do this in one take. It's not like they're going back and redoing matches. Not to say they haven't done on on tape television. They've done that in the past. But in reality, live television, it is done. They mess up. That's it. They just keep going forward. You know, you don't exactly. get a retake. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. And and if anybody knows that better than anyone else, it's it's Sid Vicious. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even watch that ever again. Like I saw it one time, I cannot watch it again. Oh, yeah, when he broke his leg. Yes. Yeah, I was actually talking about the promo he cut. I don't know if you ever saw that. Which one? He, he was cutting a promo, 
and uh, Jim Ross was the one holding the mic. And he totally screwed up what he said. He said, I, I need to do it again. He goes, I don't know. We're live, buddy. And he just oh. kept talking. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I think I remember that. Yeah. So, but no, you're right. When he when he broke his leg, that was oh, ugh, cringe. Yeah. Definitely cringe. But um, I got to say, man, it, this, this Royal Rumble was probably one of the best to have occurred in a while. Yeah. I mean, it was it was awesome. It was what you would expect, especially for the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. You want to have an event that's going to launch stories, good stories that are going to carry over to WrestleMania. We've right. got some good stories. We got the return of Asuka, who is now technically Kana. You know, you saw what happened on Monday, you know, the way she was acting. I love it. I want them to keep going with that. You know, Carmella's you now know back. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, go ahead. Carme Carmella looked fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just going to say it right now. Okay. Well, yeah. You said it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could take Corey Graves, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we've got so many stories that were set up uh, at the Rumble. It's gonna be awesome. I mean, you sent me a, a TikTok earlier, but you know, you got you've he already was aggressive. He was really bad. At that. Yeah, I know. Why is he so pissed? Um, but you've got a Seth Rollins versus a, a Logan Paul possibility happening now, right? You got yep. the possibility of a Rey Mysterio versus a Dominic Mysterio happening now, dude. A possibility. I know uh, Rhea Ripley wants to go up against uh, Charlotte Flair, but there's still a possibility of a Rhea versus Beth thing happening too because yeah. that whole storyline with the judgment day is still going on you know i mean there's still so much and i gotta say bringing this back up you know just because i mentioned judgment day i freaking love 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 what corey grays does every time he talks about dominic it cracks me the hell up makes oh me God. laugh but it's just it's so good you know, um, the, you know what it's the, like for him in the yard. And this is, I mean, just all the prison references. It, it's hilarious. Well, man. did you catch it? Made me laugh out loud and hard when Co uh, Cody Rhodes says, "I see what you're doing. You're trying to scare me straight." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. So I'm oh, loving oh. what they're doing with Dominic right now. I Little really do. Dom. Dom is and Dom is playing his part perfectly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's awesome. It's great. I love everything right now that is happening uh, in WWE. There's a couple of stories that I'm already fed up with. But thankfully, the other stuff that's come up from Rumble has kind of overshadowed it. Like me right. personally, I'm already tired of seeing Bianca Belair as champion. Um, I think it's played out. But now I'm more concerned with this whole Becky and Bailey storyline that started up. Right. That's really garnering my attention now. You know, um, I want to see is Nia Jax actually back or was she just back for that night? You know, supposedly well, she was only back for a one off. Like she's not signed to any kind of contract returning. Yeah, so. I, I heard about that, too. So I don't know. I mean, only only time will tell because they all the other point that they brought up, too, is uh, they've got new merchandise for her. Yeah. And it, new merchandise for The Rock, too. Exactly. Is The Rock actually coming or what? You know, so there is a... Uh, That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so many questions, so many different stories that, um, like I said, that, that that is taking you in different directions. They 
Right now, WWE is really hitting on all cylinders. I'm already excited about WrestleMania this year, yeah. and they technically haven't really announced any matches other than championship matches because of who won the Royal Rumble. Right. What are your thoughts? Right. Um, There's a lot, like you said, that's going to play into Mania. I mean, for one, we saw a tease between uh, Gunther and Brock Lesnar. Yes, exactly. So there could be a three-way dance for the IC title. Between yeah. Bobby Lashley, Gunther, and that would, and Brock Lesnar, which would be a banger of a match. But right now, be. I think it's supposed to be Sheamus versus Gunther. Okay, which would be story felt story fairy tale storytelling because Sheamus has still never had the IC title. True, true. Um, we got probably going to have, like I said, Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins at Mania. Um, I mean, there's a lot going in there. I mean, the card itself could be done without any necessary extra, right? You know, attractions. Right, right. I mean, that same guy that you had sent me. Well, no, I think it was that one that you sent me. Like he, you know, he was right. You don't need a Stone Cold. No. You know, honestly, you don't need a Rock. No. Nope. You don't. And and what they've got going right now, you don't need to bring anyone back. Mm -mm. You've got solid stories happening right now and personally i think they should keep it with that now yes triple h is at the helm so maybe they will but i'm not holding my breath personally yeah you know so but anyway all i say is triple h is still doing a hell of a job he is he is it was a great rumble um one last question before we because we are kind of coming to the end of our of our show but uh what are your thoughts on the fact that WWE now seems to be following the forte of AEW with these uh, press conferences that they're having. Mm, it's interesting because I even noticed on uh, when I did the replay of the Rumble, that's included on there. Like it's five. I hours saw that. I saw that. That on there. They even have like the Mountain Dew fucking picking pitch black stupid drink there. <laughs> I saw that too. Um, I mean, it's interesting because they used they also used to do that back in the day. Remember after WrestleMania 14, you see the whole backstage of of Austin talking about winning and blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're trying to bring legitimacy back to the sport itself, right? Which really, it, it's still a legitimate sport as fans. We know that, but for a full global audience attraction that's what they're trying to gain i think I, so and i'm glad you said that because that was one thing i did want to mention when we were talking about gunther um that's one of the things i'm loving about him and imperium being in in the main roster on smackdown right. and everything because of the fact that his gimmick or, or their gimmick is all about they're these ring generals that take this sport seriously and like you said, it not only brings legitimacy to the to the title, which I completely agree with, but I think in a way it's actually bringing back legitimacy to pro wrestling, right. because every time Gunther cuts his promo, he always says the same thing. You know, you're making a mockery of this, you know, sacred sport. Like he he holds pro wrestling in such a high regard, or at least his character does, right. and you believe it. Right. We talk about how in storytelling, you know, you they make us believe what they're feeling, believe what they're saying. And Gunther definitely does that. So I don't know if that was the intention, you know, but it definitely is shining a different light on not just WWE, but professional wrestling as a whole, you right. know. Um, so in my opinion, I think AEW needs to 
tighten up a little bit. Um, this past week's Dynamite didn't really impress me all that much. You know, it was it was it was decent, but you they, know they they did overkill with some of the matches. They did, they did. They, there doesn't need to be blood in every John Moxley match. No. You know, and the cameraman needs to learn not to go over to John Moxley when he's blading himself. Oh God, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, the whole the main event match itself, I was actually really disappointed with. Like, I uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was overkill. I think it was uh, even that. Like, I think story wise, like it was just it was done the wrong way. I would not have gone that direction. Right, right. So you know, don't get me wrong. I still enjoy AEW, and I still enjoy watching it. But I really think that WWE, just with the Rumble and just with the storyline that they're doing with the with the Bloodline, they are starting to turn professional wrestling in a different direction. Right. You know what I mean? And and honestly, I think I think in a way that direction is kind of bringing it back to the yeah. roots, which is awesome storytelling. Yeah. You know. And speaking of storytelling, here's my segue. You got to come and check out nlw in san marcus because that is one thing that i will say i love about nlw and that is that they do care about storytelling yeah. and uh these matches that we're going to see at nlw there will definitely be some stories happening that day it's going to be an awesome show with awesome action the champion, the NLW heavyweight champion, will be in attendance, Mr. Alex Arsenal. And from uh, <laughs> and from my understanding, Chris, now this could just be a rumor, but I do hear that uh, our good friends, Culture Shock, are supposed to be in attendance as well. Oh, the Scissor Boys. Mm-hmm. Yep, I do hear that they are supposed to be in attendance. Um, also, if you go to the poster that's out there, we expect to see an appearance by... Uh, Mr. Big Drip himself, Pac Ortega, will be in attendance. Um, of course, Mr. Snake. No, 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 no. We're going to go this entire show without mentioning his name. <laughs> really? Because I was about to say something. <laughs> no, no. We're going to go the entire show without saying his name. Okay. Well, uh, all I was going to say was, you know who... <laughs> Uh, he who should not be named. He, he who should not be named uh, was is going to be in attendance, and I did have lunch with him, by the way. Uh, and uh, we we were talking a little bit about you know what's to come, and he's really excited. Uh, we're all excited about bringing in OW San Marcus. You guys have got to come out, check it out. Go to our social media page, our Facebook page. Uh, I have put up the link for the tickets there. Get your tickets now. This is an awesome family event. Yes. Bring your kids, bring your grandkids, bring your nieces, bring your nephew. You are going to have a ball. Um, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm ready. Are you bringing your kids? I plan to. <laughs> That's my awesome. intention. I already told them. Oh, good. They may good, not good. listen to me, but... <laughs> Good, good, good. I would say I'm bringing my kids, but I don't have any. <laughs> Aww, bring your nephews. Yes, I do plan on bringing my nephews, uh, my 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 blood relative nephews, and of course my nephews because I have good friends that are brothers, and their kids have become my nephews. Um, so I'm bringing them. It's gonna be. I, I'm excited. I can't wait. I think it's gonna you should be. Should invite Daniel Haggerty. Well, I would hope he'd be there, seeing as it is his place. <laughs> I'm hoping he gets in the ring personally. 
No. I'm hoping he takes a bump. No. <laughs> I'm afraid if he does take a bump, though, he ain't going to get back up. Right? It's like, fuck. <laughs> Why did I do this? <laughs> Oh, uh, anyway, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. So all y'all in the area, Seguin is not far from San Marcos. Lockhart is not far from San Marcos. San Antonio is not far. Austin is not far. Y'all need to come and check San out. San Marcos is not far from San Marcos. San Marcos is not far from San Marcos. <laughs> y'all need to come out and check out Next Level Wrestling Chaos is what we're calling the event, and it will be at Metroflex Gym, which is at twenty one oh one Clovis Barker Road. And it will be on Saturday, February 25th. Uh, I believe the first bell is at 7.30. And it's going to be an amazing, amazing time. Yeah. So anyway, Chris, great show. I was I was excited. I couldn't wait to talk about the Rumble. Um, definitely some good stuff happening. Uh, next week, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about AEW, but we just had to talk about the Rumble because, yeah. I mean, that that everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's such a great, it was such a great event. Even Ricky Starks had to show up. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. He was there for uh, Cody. Yeah, yeah. And did you see the uh, the the botch that happened at the uh, Royal Rumble store? Oh, yes. They were playing the claims music. Yes. <laughs> Oh that's gosh, hilarious horrible. that is hilarious but anyway great show today again happy birthday to you sir i know Thank you're still going to be celebrating this weekend yes. so have a blast at the flea market um go eat some good food and really mm -hmm. enjoy yourself well you know they got good concessions there i don't know which one they you're do. going to i'm going to bussies oh yeah bussies they got some good concessions there they do they do yeah yeah so and they got a great store there that sells, sells a bunch of cowboys gear if you're interested <laughs> that's probably on clearance anyway as are as is the green Bay stuff <laughs> yeah that's true it's very true dude would you totally flip out if the cowboys signed aaron Rodgers? i mean they they're they have a tendency to take our leftovers anyway so Dang. it honestly wouldn't surprise me but that's gotcha <laughs> i gotta say this though I am not on board with the rest of the Cowboys fans hyping up this whole just because Tom Brady announced his retirement. Oh, yeah, we, we put him in retirement. No, we didn't. No. <laughs> we did not. We need I, I saw a meme that it was like Tom Brady is like just lost to the Cowboys. All right, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my cue. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not on the bandwagon with that one. I'm not gonna sit here and claim it or like, yeah, it was us. No, that's not me. <laughs> you think you think Tom Brady's gonna pull a Mark Henry? Hey, come right back again. Come right, out, get, come right back out again. Hey, he did it before, right? <laughs> anyway. Or this man for that matter. Right. <laughs> oh dear Lord. Anyway. Guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, great show. We had an awesome, awesome time today. Listen, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the Rumble. What were some of your favorite spots? Were your picks, uh, you know, are, are they the ones that won? Uh, who did you pick that didn't win? I mean, we want to hear from you. So make sure you you reach out to us. Um, since we started this show, I think we've only had like two freaking emails. What the hell's wrong with y'all? We want yeah. to talk to you people. Come on. <laughs> At least tell us whether or not we suck. Damn. Yeah, right. Golly, man. Anyway, uh, but yes, contact us. All of our information will be on at the end of the show. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. So until next week, remember, 
Love this sport. Enjoy this sport. Get into some pro-, pro wrestling this weekend. And until next week, remember that here at the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast, Kayfabe, Chris, and I love you guys very, very much. Thank you for tuning in. All right. Till next week. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you'd like to contact the show with your input or questions, email us at megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. That's megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. Also find us on all social media by searching Megapowers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Until next week, we wish you good vibes and Godspeed.